Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Latest Shiny Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Spector. And uh, with me, of course, is Rob Hirschfeld. Good morning, Rob. Hello, Stephen. Good morning. Um, I saw a thing that Docker is running out of money. And uh, I know mm-hmm. that I'm, ju- I'm jumping on this for you, Rob. I don't know if you've even thought much about this. But it, it, it seems to me that Kubernetes won the orchestration game, but everything runs on Docker containers, I guess. But Docker doesn't make money with Docker containers. So is, is Docker in trouble? Does Docker have a move? Am, uh, am I misunderstanding what's happening? Oh boy, yeah. So you went you went from the Docker is struggling to the Docker Hub is is at risk. Um, and I I actually think that that's the question a lot of people are asking. I have been following following this. Um, yeah, and and the challenge is Docker didn't generate a lot of friends when they were going up, um, and so there's not a lot of people um, who are who are you know, showing up with, with buckets and, and uh, fire extinguishers at, at this point. Um, if you were using Docker containers, and if you're not, then I don't, you know, I know there are alternatives, but most people still use Docker. Um, and there is a reasonable alternative called Podman. People should look at that. It uses the same Docker commands, but uses the word Podman. Um, and that's been coming a long way. It's not all the way there, but it, it's a lot. Um, and Docker itself, took most of Docker and there's an OCI open container initiative that, you know, makes the Docker, the the container standard itself portable and you don't need Docker to run containers. So it's, I mean, realistically, you know, everything could go poof and everybody would dust it off and say, yay, and, you know, and move on. Um, But you're right, Docker Hub, which is where people, you know, Docker run container and it pulls it down from the, cloud and, and sets it up for you. And if you have a container, you can share it that way, or you can store your own privately. Um, that's really integral to the experience with Docker. And Docker needs money to keep that going. They do. And so either people need to decide they're going to they're gonna spin that out and let people pay for it, because it shouldn't be that much to maintain. Um, although I don't know how well you maintain it separately from Docker, or you're just going to see the, the big clouds maintaining their own. I mean, there's there's a fundamental flaw, and this was raised with Docker when Docker capital D Docker was, mm-hmm. you know, running up the the you know their their big burn and, and raising a whole bunch of money. They embedded Docker Hub into Docker as a default, and there were some people who raised flags on that, saying, "Wait a second, you're you're wiring in your registry as the default," and they said back, "User experience, user experience, user experience." But now that user experience, right, means that people aren't used to finding a registry and then and then running it. It's not that hard to run a registry. There's a couple of companies that do it. There's no reason that Amazon, Google, Microsoft, right, all the other, you know, lower, you know, other tier classes or universities even or whoever, just like we set up repos and mirrors for um, Linux and things like that. Couldn't be doing the same thing with Docker Hub. The challenge is we didn't do it that way. We did it in a sort of a commercially focused way. So, so does uh, someone like Microsoft, just an example? It could be anyone. Do they buy Docker? Because Docker doesn't. It needs the that piece needs to exist, but the company doesn't really raise revenue to run it. So does the company buy it and just have it and turn it on? And now, you know, for the goodness of everyone, I don't know. 
would actually it's it's a you know there's a lot of CI pipeline stuff in there. It would get GitHub could be the owners or GitLab could be the owners. Um, who knows? GitLab going you know if they go public is going to have a whole bunch of uh, free free cash. Um, the, I think the big challenge is not that. I mean, there, there is an appetite, I suspect, in industry to buy uh, Docker, at least for Docker Hub and maintain it. The challenge is the price. Mm -hmm. right? Docker raised enormous amounts of money in some ways to keep themselves from being acquirable uh, by Red Hat or Microsoft at the moment. Uh, and it's I don't think the asset's worth that much right now. And that's really... The Conciliation that's going to have to be done. And, and my understanding, it's because Kubernetes dominated and Docker Swarm, I think that was the name of their product, if I'm not mistaken. The Docker Swarm didn't become the standard. And once you lost that to an open source Kubernetes, their value disappears. Uh, I agree with you. They they chose to not participate. At the, at the time, it wasn't obvious. Right. Swarm was actually much easier to use and was gaining a lot of traction. And, and Kubernetes was hard to use and not that I think the thing that was really hurtful here was Docker wasn't playing in the community and building allies. Uh, and so they didn't have defenders in the way they were, they were collaborating. I've wrote blog posts about this at the moment. This is so you think that that mattered in the end. It wasn't just because Kubernetes was inevitable and just wiped Docker that there would have been people defending Docker if they hadn't stomped around. Kubernetes, to me, the magic with Kubernetes is that it wasn't inevitable the first two years. There were real okay. alternatives, uh, and there still are, um, to to Kubernetes. Um, you know, at the beginning, Mesos um, was a very real threat. Uh, right. Swarm was a real threat. Um, HashiCorp Nomad was a threat. There's a, there were a couple other things that were real uh pivotal cloud you know the cloud foundry stuff um was a threat they had their own orchestration engine behind the scenes and even red hat you know they dumped it but they had their own alternative in container scheduling and runtimes they what the OpenShift stuff was before they they, they bandwagoned onto kubernetes which was smart right. uh so it wasn't clear in the moment the, the challenge was that docker in the way docker executed at the, when they had a lot of control and power, did not they didn't share that power? They didn't they didn't find partnerships that would you know create momentum behind Swarm and Kubernetes, which was scary to say an underdog at the time. Didn't you know Google found partners? They they were very willing to collaborate with Red Hat. Uh, they were very willing to bring in other companies to be sort of behind that, and they they had a better open source feel uh, at a time when that was that that mo that moment was important uh, and then docker was struggling with that collaboration and sharing uh, and there that's that's sort of how that story got got written out and there some of it was resourcing swarm I don't think ever had the developer push but it never had the collaborative push either behind it because uh, they felt they were going to commercialize that See, there you there you go. Open source still matters, even though we have all these things trying to figure it out with the licensing. But it's still how you play in the open source world matters. And Google played because Google didn't have to make money off of Kubernetes. Docker had to make money because the Docker stuff was all, you know, just the containers are open source anyway. 
and it changed the business models. I, I, I guess it's a Harvard business case study to look at that and because uh, it's open source but two different approaches. This is a this to me is a is a classic case of what you open source and what you don't and 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 what that strategy is. Um, yeah, it's a very real challenge in how you think through that that model because you know they in some ways held on to Docker containers you know pretty hard um, and and created a whole bunch of friction and then they sent signals that that they weren't really that ready to collaborate there. Um, but yeah, it, it it should have been perfectly reasonable for us to have. You know, Kubernetes and Swarm, and uh, you know, a couple a variety of, of choices. I don't think that's. I don't think that that ship has sailed yet. Uh, you know, if you look at Kubernetes today, I'm probably going to draw fire for this comment, but it's effectively forked and private in a lot of the ways it's operated. Right, the public clouds are doing things with Kubernetes that I don't think is completely open. I'm sure they'll disagree with me, but. You know they're they're fitting it into their platforms. The APIs are going to be persistent. If you look at what Rancher did with K3s, which I think is brilliant, uh, and I would love to get those guys on the show to talk about it. Um, you know they they took they 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 preserved the APIs and a lot of the code, but they streamlined it and simplified it for edge and specialized function. You know we're at a place where Kubernetes is going to stop being a shared open source code base and is going to be a reference API. Which is a very good thing. Yep, I like that. Uh, and that's that's sort of the evolution that it that it went through. But you're going to start seeing you know commercial Kubernetes versions that are variants, not pure open source stuff. And and the upstream contributions I think will start slowing down if as the platform it's already you're already seeing that ecosystem's growing growing great. The platform itself is sort of built out and stable. Uh, and then it's starting to get forked and people are just leveraging the APIs and we're getting a common standard. And that's great. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's what we would expect to see happen. And, and now we're back into, we're going to have multiple providers because you're going to have Kubernetes with variants. And if you're yeah. thinking this is what happened to SQL databases, ah, hey, the SQL, the SQL database market around the standard, the SQL standard is Amazing strong creates yeah. incredible value. And while we all like to whine that SQL is not standard and everybody has their variations, uh, you know, the, the base works enough. It worked. 